Now we continue with Mile High Magazine. Here's your host, Murphy Houston. Welcome back. Murphy Houston on Mile High Magazine. Hope you're having a great weekend. Finally, some decent weather on this Sunday, which we're proud of. Always great to have special guests join us on Mile High Magazine. And today we have two of them at the same time. Leah Varnell, who is the executive director of CASA of Jefferson and Gilpin Counties. She's been in that role for nearly 20 years as one of the very first volunteer advocates in this program in West Denver. And Leah's uh, built the Jeffco Gilpin organization from a handful of volunteers to nearly 350 active volunteers serving 4,000 children in the court system. And to help with that court system, we're honored to have Judge Gail Meinster, one of 14 first judicial district judges in Jefferson and Gilpin counties, was supported, appointed to the bench in 2011 after serving as a district magistrate. She specializes in juvenile justice issues and oversees cases in the dependency and neglect court, and she's worked in juvenile law for about 30 years now. So, Leah, welcome. Just Meister, welcome to both both of you for uh, joining us at Mile High Magazine. Thank you so much. So, Thank well, you for having us. Well, we need to get this information out because what you do is very special work. We need to point out that CASA... Uh, in Jefferson and Gilpin counties, and I'm sure all over, is a nonprofit organization run strictly by volunteers. I don't think anybody's making any money on this deal, but they are certainly hoping helping a lot of kids. So, Leah, let's, let's explain about CASA, what it is, what it stands for, and how did you guys start the whole thing? Happy to. So CASA, which stands for Court Appointed Special Advocates, is a local nonprofit, as you mentioned. Uh, it's also a national program. It was started by a judge in Seattle in the late 70s. He felt like he was not getting enough information to make well-informed decisions uh, on the child abuse cases that were coming in, uh, in in front of him every day. That's how our volunteer advocates became the trained eyes and ears of the court, and most importantly, a voice for the child going through that process. CASA of Jefferson and Gilpin Counties is one of 18 CASA programs in the state of Colorado, and we are marking our 20th anniversary this year. We assist children in the court system who are there as a result of child abuse and neglect. The abuse can be physical, emotional, sexual, can also be trauma from uh, domestic violence situations and other unfortunate circumstances that leave children navigating this very scary court system. Well, it's, Since the pandemic... Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go, no, go ahead. I'm just listening to what you're saying. Say, since the pandemic, we know that the abuse hotline has seen a nearly 50% decrease in reports of abuse. I'd really like to tell you that's because the abuse is declining, and sadly it's not. There are just fewer eyes on children to witness and report the abusive situations. And that's why this month, in particular for this year, Child Abuse Prevention Month is so important. We have so much more work to do. Yeah, it's kind of sad. We're hearing a lot of bad news about what's happening to people during the pandemic and being shut down in their homes and maybe losing jobs and their health is not good. And unfortunately, it sounds like, Leah, the children sometimes get the brunt of all of those problems. Is that true? I think that is true. Uh, Families that are already struggling and kind of on the brink when they've been forced to spend so much time in isolation, just People crack, and and yes, sadly, the children take the brunt of that. Well, Judge Meister, why do, why do CASA advocates really matter, and how do you get involved with all of this? Well, the court gets involved when there's a report to Human Services of abuse or neglect of a child. It's thoroughly investigated, 
If the abuse or neglect is so severe uh, that it warrants court involvement, then a dependency and neglect case is filed and the court is involved with that family. Our goal is always to provide services to parents and children so that we can successfully either keep the children in the home safely or return them safely, though that's not always possible. Uh, I think you you might hear some urgency in uh, Leah's voice and mine right now, because while we always operate in rather crisis mode because of the nature of what we do, this pandemic has certainly brought these issues to the forefront. I think it's going to be years, really, before we see the effect of the pandemic on our most vulnerable children and families. And CASA, to me, are eyes and ears. Most of our reports of abuse or neglect come from schools, come from physicians' offices. And because of the pandemic, those reports have gone down. Kids haven't been in school. Trips to the pediatrician have been less. So my goal is that every child who is involved with the child welfare system in the court has a CASA to advocate for them. I look to CASAs in the courtroom to provide me with more details than uh, anyone else might have on how a child is doing and, and what they need. Well, it sounds like a tough job, Judge, for you to handle that. I, I can't imagine what you see and what you hear day in and day out. It's got to be pretty tough. You know, it, it is. I always want to balance that with the fact that I also see, um, most of all, I see incredibly resilient children who somehow not just survive but thrive. I see parents who are uh, willing to do whatever it takes to become better parents, and I work with a group of amazing professionals. So I, I actually feel very very blessed and grateful to, to have the opportunity I do to, to do this work. Well, it sounds like Leah has really kind of built up a strong establishment of CASA and Jefferson and Gilpin counties. And so, Leah, talk more about the value of CASA, court-appointed special advocates for these children. How important is that? Well, I really believe that we uh, provide a tremendous service to our community. We recently gathered data uh, from our program in 2020, and our volunteer advocates donated more than 12,000 hours as they were working their cases that converts to about $340,000 in cost value to our county and our community. And we have accomplished that with our almost 350 active volunteers. Wow. How do you get volunteers? How do they get involved? Our best source of volunteers is word of mouth from uh, current volunteers or people who are uh, knowledgeable of our program and know someone who they think would be an ideal fit to be a volunteer, which not everybody can. Um, Our volunteers are very special people, but they're ordinary people. They are ordinary people doing extraordinary things on behalf of children. Well, and maybe Judge Meister, you can expand on that a little bit. How do these advocates help the kids? What What is their duty or their challenge when they're helping these children? They are somewhat in the the same type of role as a guardian ad litem. In Colorado, whenever a dependency and neglect case is filed, the court must appoint a guardian ad litem to represent the child's best interest. And in Colorado, that has to be an attorney. And while we have incredible uh, guardians who can advocate as lawyers for children, they have more than one case. Um, CASA volunteers just have one case, one family, sometimes just one child. 
they'll really get to know that child and develop a relationship with the child. And often the child and sometimes the parents too, the CASA volunteer is the one they trust. They don't see them as part of the system. They don't have kind of the inherent distrust of the CASA that they might have people more closely involved with what they see as a system. So CASAs identify resources, they gain the trust of the child so that they can give me a really accurate report. During the pandemic, I've seen CASAs step up and really assist kids with um, virtual learning. Virtual learning, as we all know for families, has been a real challenge. But for parents with resources, it's a little less of a challenge for our children that we serve, they they don't have the technology, they don't have the supervision. CASAs can make an enormous difference. So those are some examples. And I would also say that CASAs serve another important role in the community, and that's raising awareness. I think most people don't realize, not because they don't care, but they're just not aware of the number of children. And I can tell you they are in every neighborhood who are hungry, Uh, who are scared and alone and need our attention and our help. I believe CASAs play an important role in the community in raising awareness. Well, Judge, you bring up a good point. I bet many people don't know that could be going in in the home right next to you, and you don't know what's going on. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And that's a scary thing. Uh, we're talking with uh, Leah Varnell, the executive director of CASA of Jeffco and Gilpin Counties, and also Judge Gail Meinster, who's deeply involved, one of 14 first judicial district judges in Jefferson and Gilpin County. And Leah, let's back up a little bit. How many kids are you in your two counties now are you dealing with? Well, CASA Jeffco Gilpin has assisted more than 4,000 children in the years that we've served. Uh, There are an estimated 11,000 children in foster care and more than 50,000 in the court system. So while we've helped many, there are so many children that could use a CASA volunteer who don't have one. We've been able to serve uh, almost 50% of the new cases that have come into the court system. And that's a big number, but obviously it's only half. So we're always seeking diverse volunteers. We need more men. Uh, we, ha- we, we have 55% of our volunteers working full-time jobs. So it is something that people can do uh, and fit into their lives. Well, how can they get involved? There might be a lot of volunteers that would like to help that listening right now. I hope so. And what they can do is jump on our website, www.casajeffcogilpin.com. To learn more, uh, we're currently in a training session for volunteers. We'll have another one coming up very soon. Uh, This week is our uh, Champions for Children event, and people can visit our website and find out more about what we're we're doing uh, at our Champions event. Folks can donate. They can volunteer. They can serve as uh, advocates. They can participate in our events and programs. Really, there are so many ways people can get involved. And one thing I really hope people can do is learn more about what's going on and help uh, help us with public awareness. Oh, absolutely. And, and Judge uh, Meister, I want to ask you, with these advocates, these volunteers, is any kind of law knowledge necessary? Do they have to know what you're going through on your end? Absolutely not. <laughs> we, Leah's uh, staff does a great job of training them on what they need to know, but really it's not about the law. It's really much more about uh, 
kind of understanding children, being able to empathize, uh, be compassionate, focus on solutions, and work collaboratively with a group of people. And, Leah, when the volunteers get involved, is there a training process for them, something they need to know from you guys on how to handle the situation they might be getting into? Absolutely. Uh, first, we do a really good job screening, and that's to make sure that it, that folks are a good fit for this role and, and also for them to learn more about what they're going to be expected to do. It has to be uh, a good fit on both sides. After the screening process, yes, there is about a 30-hour training involved. Uh, the pandemic has helped us learn that we can do that training uh, and it, it, remotely for, for some parts of it, which will make it a lot easier for some of our prospective volunteers. So, yes, we, we train, we, um, we help volunteers by providing some tools that they're going to need as they are assigned to the cases. We're, we're not expecting them to become experts by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, to give them the resources that they will need as they are appointed to these cases and as they represent best interests of the children that they're assigned to. And you do background checks and all that essential stuff? We sure do. We can't afford to traumatize kids any more than they've already been. So we do a thorough background check. Good for you. And we said nonprofit. Nobody makes any money there, right? Everybody's a volunteer. But how do you get any funding you need? Actually, that isn't true. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm wow. sorry to say we do. We do uh, have staff who are paid. Um, you mentioned that nobody's getting rich, and that's true. Nonprofit <laughs> is not where you go to, oh, no. to, uh, oh, no. yeah. to get rich. But we do have to have paid staff to support our, our 350 volunteers. Um, we, we just couldn't do it without our fantastic uh, staff who come to work for all the reasons that volunteers do. And many of our staff started as volunteers, actually. Perfect. That's perfect. Okay, I got a little time left here. Uh, Leah Varnell, please run down how a volunteer can get involved, what more resources you need, and let's hope somebody hooks on to help out. Okay. First and foremost, visit our website, www.casajeffcogilpin.com. People can donate. They can sign up to be a volunteer, help us uh, train to be an advocate, participate in our events. Uh, This month is Child Abuse Prevention Month. We need help spreading awareness about the many, many children that are involved in child welfare. and, And as the judge said, scared, alone, they need us. So we're hosting our Champions for Children event this week, and by week's end, we hope to raise about $50,000 to support our program. That will allow us to train many, many more volunteers who can then be appointed to these cases that we're not serving yet. Perfect. Well, Leah Varnell, who is the Executive Director of CASA, Jeffco, Gilpin Counties, and Judge Gail Meister, please keep up the great work you're doing for these kids that need the help. And thank you for coming on to Mile High Magazine today. Thank you, Murphy. Yep, thank you both. Keep up the good work. And you guys have a great week ahead. We'll be back next Sunday, Mile High Magazine, and I am Murphy Houston. Thanks for listening.